The bagpipe is one of the oldest instruments. To play it, you blow into a pipe attached to a leather or synthetic bag, then press on the bag to force the air out through other pipes to create sound. The Big Rab Show podcast is very kindly sponsored by G1. G1 Reeds and Chanters were played in 8 out of the 9 winning World Championship performances in 2017, including the newly crowned Grade 1 World Champions in Vararian District, and also for some bands, including the Red Hot Chili Pipers. So many thanks to the guys at G1 for keeping the lights on here at the Big Rab Show podcast. Hello there, welcome along to another Big Rab Show podcast. How are you? Hope you're all keeping the very best wherever you may be. And yeah, <clears throat> going by the title of this week's podcast, it could be a controversial one. <laughs> anyway, we'll get talking to about that later in the show. But that's this week's topic of the week. In case you haven't already read the title of the show, or perhaps that's the entire reason you've clicked on it in the first place. Welcome along. We are the show for the piping folk. For those of you who have only just discovered the podcast, welcome. Where have you been? We've been doing this for over 40 odd weeks now. Talking about piping and drumming. And of course that amazing instrument that we love so much. The Great Highland Bagpipe. Plus we cover small piping, illum piping. Basically anything has a set of bagpipes in it around it at all. We're all over it. So welcome along. Right. With each and every show, we do have kind of a format, and this week is no different. Yeah, um, so let's kick things off, shall we, with some listener mail. But before we do, we'll give a shout out to our patrons. Yes, we do have a Patreon page. People have been asking recently how you can support the show, and yeah, that's how you can really, really help us out. Go to Patreon and search for us, The Big Rab Show, and you'll find us. And yeah, if you can click that support link... We would really appreciate it because every penny goes towards, yeah, supporting what we do and help us up our quality game. So, shout out to our patrons this month, or this week even, <laughs> this month. Yeah, it goes to LoneStarPiper.com, HouseOfPiping.com, and of course, Brandon Moreno. You guys are awesome! Thank you so much for hitting that support button. It's really appreciated. Right, time to get on to it. Time for the listener mail. I love doing this. So I did complain on last week's podcast that we had no listener mail. Uh, I should have really kept my gob shut because we got a load. I mean a whole load of listener mail in. Now a lot of listener mail actually was looking back over old previous podcasts. So I'll, I'll actually go and read a couple of them. Some of them I'm going to save however. So for you guys who have emailed me in about the bass drumming podcast and for those specifically on the learning journey podcast as well, I will, yeah, I will keep a hold of some of them. But yeah, well, let's talk about some of them here we've got now. This one comes in from Brian, simply Brian. How you doing? He says, hello, Rab. The topic of the world's worst bagpiper hits home for me and my piping community. Uh-huh. Yeah, he's talking about last week's podcast, The World's Worst Bagpiper. If you haven't caught that one, it's a cracker because, mm, yeah, talk about a, an area for discussion. Anyway, he goes on to say, we have a guy that pipes downtown and was self-taught. He, also, he plays so out of tune and horrendously that local pipers have lost playing gig or lost paying gigs because of him. That's not good. My teacher was called the day before a gig because the family heard this piper poser, as they're calling him, and thought maybe piping isn't for their event. 
and poof, no more paying gig. Wow, that sucks. That's not good. Uh, so Brian says he assured them this guy is not a good representative for music, for the music, but the damage was already done. I understand people have to start somewhere and it's not going to sound great at first, but after a few years and no progress is made, maybe it's time to put the pipes in the box. Yeah, I have to agree, Brian. And he says, keep the great content coming. I look forward to the new episode every week. Thanks a million, Brian. Cheers for tuning in. And yeah, I think your sentiments were echoed by myself on the podcast. I completely agree with you. Um, Sometimes these people who are busking and are self-taught can do some real damage, you know, to people who, yeah, are kind of proficient at the instrument, you know, because people walk away with the impression going, oh my God, is that what those things sound like? Yeah, so they can do some real damage. Now, I've got some other listener mail, and yeah, mostly all on previous podcasts, but here's one we received in from James McKenna. So, hey, James, thanks, first of all, for sending in your email. He says, hey, Rob, love the show. I always look forward to the next one. Your podcast about hearing protection was interesting and made me think about how I protect my ears. And I'm partially deaf and have been since birth. There we go. That's interesting. I wear a hearing aid in the right ear and have just about no hearing in the left and had been since birth. I know I could take my hearing aids out which gives a quieter sound, but I prefer to keep them in so I can listen to the overall sound and the pipe major or tutor. Also, the drones are on my left shoulder. So, lucky, I don't need to worry much about the left ear as much as the right. The reason for my email is I was wondering how other deaf pipers who are either completely deaf or heard or hard of hearing uh, cope with tuning. And the sound of the pipes. That's interesting. Yeah, I wonder how. Um, If I'm tuning the pipes myself, I feel I struggle. And I either rely on someone else tuning them for me or a tuner. I was wondering if this could be a possible topic. Because I would like to see if there are others who are deaf or hard of hearing pipers out there. Thanks, James McKenna. James, that's really interesting, man, to be honest. Something I didn't really think about. Now... To be fair, excuse me. To be fair, in my time as a leading drummer, I actually had a guy playing in my drum corps who was profoundly deaf. Yeah, no, I mean like profoundly deaf. He was had zero hearing in either ear. He communicated using sign language, and yeah, to have him in the drum corps, I'll be honest, (laughs) I was a little nervous for all of five minutes. But when I seen this guy play, I had full confidence in him. He was incredible. He learnt 100% visually. And for some, I don't know how he managed it, but he had that, you know, the feather touch, plus he knew when to rise and fall. So he was a tenor drum, tenor drummer, and it was just incredible to watch. So I don't think it'll be right if I was to bring his name to the podcast. That won't be fair. But yeah, I honestly... I really admired him and I thought he does such a fantastic job and he was so musical as well and that always kind of fascinated me. You know, he was involved in piping and drumming because he said that he felt the music. You know, I guess the vibration of the band and everything, he was able to experience it on a whole different level from what the rest of us hearing people could, you know. And yeah, I guess 
it goes back to the podcast where we talked about people with disabilities. I'm not saying that being deaf is a disability, but <clears throat> they do say that anyone is welcome to piping and drumming. If you can beat a drum and blow a set of pipes, you're welcome. There's no real barrier there. So, but yeah, I think, James, you raise a very interesting question. I would like to hear if anyone else out there in the piping world has any experience of people with partial hearing or even people who are profoundly deaf and, yeah, how they experience piping and drumming. I would be very interested to hear. And who knows, yes, James, we may well discuss it as a topic of the week. I think it's a cracking idea. Thank you very much for your email. Right. Let's move on. We've got another email here from Tracy Purdue. So, hello, Tracy. She's saying, hey, Rab, catching up with missed episodes. So I'm a bit behind. <gasps> Tracy, where have you been? Oh, no. <laughs> so Tracy's emailed in. She says, I've emailed in before, but wanted to pipe up regarding my own personal learning journey. Ah, so here we go. She's talking about the learning journey. That's quite a few of you have done already. But she says, I always wanted to learn, even when I was a wee child. I would ask my parents for bagpipes for Christmas and birthdays, telling them I wanted to play again, even though I had never played. (laughs) I do have a great-grandfather who was a piper in Scotland, so maybe I have been channeling his piper spirit. Ooh, very mystical there. Uh, I finally picked up the chanter this past January at age 42. A good time to start, yeah. So she said, I managed to find an instructor willing to take on the challenge of a new piper. We've been practicing weekly and in July I finally purchased my long-awaited set of pipes. Awesome! Class! Brilliant! Well done, Tracy. Uh, She said, I've a long journey ahead of me, but the fact that I can finally play a few tunes on my pipes is still mind-boggling. While I've always felt connected to the piping world, I'm finally fully emerged in the amazingness that is bagpiping. Welcome! <laughs> That's awesome! So there are only three pipers in our small town of 6,000 people in far west Texas, but we are definitely making the piping world bigger. Fantastic. Thank you for all that you do by keeping the connections open for those of us to spread across the world. That's from Tracy. Awesome. That is fantastic. I'm so happy that you've took up the challenge. And if anything, Tracy, I would be interested to learn your experience for your learning journey. Um, Especially with picking up the chanter at what some would class as being a late age. From experience here from myself, most people who learn piping and drumming start at very young. Like you're talking maybe 9, 10 years old. So here you're coming along and you're picking it up at age 42. I would be interested to see if you find it particularly challenging. The, you know, the old adage, you can't teach an old dog new tricks. <laughs> well, that sort of stuff. That's terrible that I just called you an old dog. You know what I mean? Apologies. But <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Did you find it particularly difficult learning a new skill set? I don't know. It's a be an interesting thing. Yeah, because I from experience everyone that I know who have picked it up have picked it up from a very young age. So hey, it would be interesting to hear your learning journey, Tracy. And if anything, thank you to everyone who's emailed me in this past week and a lot of commentary on previous podcasts. Who knows? I might even do an entire episode just answering mail because Yeah, I got a whole load of them this past week. So if you guys want to get in contact with me and have anything of interest you want to talk about, email me in, bigrabshow at gmail.com. I would love to hear from you. Especially if, like these guys, you've found any of the podcasts I've done over this past while even remotely interesting. 
please do. Email me in. I've always loved to hear from you. And yeah, we could be on the podcast too to get a shout out. Right. There we go. That's the listener meal done for this week. Time to get on with some piping news. Okay. Top of the piping news. Yeah, we're being completely selfish here. But the Big Rab Show has made the piping news this week. We have launched a giveaway competition. Yes, and it's awesome. It's entitled The Big Rab Show Christmas Box. Now, there's not just one Christmas box. There's going to be two. But we'll talk about that in a second. Let's talk about the first one we've just released. This is a giant giveaway box for pipers. So, if you are a piper, or even a piping fan, I have to add, it's not just specifically for pipers, but yeah, if you're a piping fan, this giveaway is for you. All you have to do is go along to The Big Rab Show on Facebook and do all your usual Facebook stuff. You have to like, share, and tag three of your mates, and you'll be entered into a draw. Now, the winners of that draw will be announced live on Fuse FM at the 5th of December. So, by the 5th of December, if your name is pulled out of the hat, you could win a crazy amount of prizes. So, for doing all of that Facebook stuff, for liking, sharing and tagging this one particular post, what do you get? Wait till you hear this. Now, I have been asking for a while now for people to donate prizes, and the people of the piping world have been so... Generous. It's insane. Wait till you hear the prize list, okay? You're going to want to enter this. (laughs) I want this stuff for myself, man. It's not fair. Right. The National Piping Centre, of course they're in sunny Glasgow, are giving away a 12-month subscription to Piping Today magazine. So you get a whole year's worth of the Piping Today magazine sent to your house for free. There you go. Modernpiping.com. Of course. (sighs) The amazing Lincoln Hilton and ModernPiping.com. You're going to get a copy of Modern Piping Volume 4, which will be their Christmas edition. So, with the latest tunes, of course, from Lincoln Hilton, Mr. Chris Armstrong, Roddy McDonald, Mark Saul, Kyle Warren, Xavier Bordeaux, and Ross Ainsley. So, hey, some of the best modern piping music going to be in that volume and you're going to get it for free. There you go. Also, Paul Ritchie, good friend of the show and composer and piper of note, has a book on CD that you already know about, I'm sure, Urban Hero. He's given away a copy of his book and, of course, the CD that accompany it, and you're giving it away for free. Fred Morrison has also donated a book and a CD of his music, so that's incredible. Kyle Rothschild, that we've talked about on the show many times before, <clears throat> of course, Piper with St. Lawrence Atul, he has a book of compositions and he's given away a copy of that for free as well. <clears throat> Excuse me. Also, houseofpiping.com, our wonderful patron, is giving away a six-month membership completely for free. Free! <clears throat> Excuse me, I just love that word, free. Yeah, houseofpiping.com, giving away a six-month membership for free. All you need to do is an email address for them if, if you win. Also, Trap Dry. Yes, we're giving away another Trap Dry thingy. Uh, this time it's not a drone flow system. It's actually the bigger one of the, all of their systems. It's a full canister system. Yeah. So some proper, real full-blooded <laughs> moisture control system. It's a full canister system from Trap Dry. And they're giving it away here on the Rab Show. Now... 
Also, it could not be the Big Rap Show Christmas box without our star prize, of course, G1. G1 are giving away a chanter and read setup. So there you go. Basically, they're calling it a plug and play. <laughs> so, yeah, a full chanter and read setup. Set up to whoever, however you like. And, yeah, you'll get it completely for free. You'll play one of the best chanters in the business. I've got the best reads in the business, too. So there you go. So you have prizes. Let's go through the list. The National Piping Centre, ModernPiping.com, Paul Ritchie, Fred Morrison, Kyle Rothschild, HouseOfPiping.com, Trap Dry, and of course, G1. Cannot stress enough that these guys are awesome, first of all, for donating all these amazing prizes, but also wanted to talk about it on the Piping News on the podcast because, yeah, one lucky winner will walk away with all of this. This isn't being split out to individuals. This will all go to one person. So... Yeah, you have to enter to win. So again, how you enter, get along to our Facebook page, like it, share, and tag three friends in our Christmas box post. It's sitting there at the very top of the page. You can't miss it. Go enter the competition, and your name will be put into a big draw, When the name will be drawn live on our Fuse FM Balamoney show on the 5th of December. So good luck, everyone. Now, that's for you pipers. That's our Piper's Christmas box. Do not fear Drummers, your Christmas box is just around the corner. In fact, a little bit of a podcast exclusive. We'll be launching the Drummers giveaway this weekend. <laughs> yeah, the Drummers Christmas box launches this weekend. So for you drummers out there who don't really want a trap dry canister system or a G1 chanter, like really, what's a snare drummer going to do with a G1 chanter and read setup? <clears throat> yeah, but we will have one for you drummers out there. So... Stay tuned to our Facebook page as we launch that one shortly. Right, on to more piping news. A charity event has just been announced. Raising money for the Children's Cancer Unit here in the Royal Hospital in Belfast, which is a fantastic cause. So, yeah, it's going to be held in the Royal Hotel in Cookstown, February the 17th. Doors open at 7pm and tickets are a tenner. They can be got from Gary Smith. You can contact him via his Facebook page or his mobile telephone number. Uh, and yeah, you can contact us here on the Rab Show and we will put you in contact with Gary Smith um, to get you tickets. Now, what do you get for your money? Such Some of these acts are pretty incredible. Let's start off with the Pipers. We have Cameron Drummond, of course, from Inverary. We have Ryan Couples Mendez from the Field Marshal Montgomery. And we have Ian Burrows from Drumlach. Not a bad lineup for Pipers. Tenor drummers on the night will be Jordan Bailey and Callum Smith. Awesome. There we go. Now, on to the drummers now. This is what has me interested. Wait till you hear this lineup. <laughs> drummers on the night will be Stephen McWhorter, of course, the legend. Gareth McLeese from the Field Marshal. Mickey McKenna. William Glenn Holmes. Chris McNichol. And Stephen Crichton. Oh, my word. How awesome is that? So, for the price of a tenner, you can go and see this pretty much of a dream team of a lineup performing live. So, yeah, there you go. Go and raise some money for the children's cancer unit at Royal Hospital in Belfast. And, yeah, go and enjoy some amazing music there. February the 17th, yeah, you're definitely going to want to get your mitts on those tickets. So, get in contact with us. Right. Let's get on to some more piping news that's a little bit dull, but interesting all the same. After 15 months in the role, Colin McClellan has submitted his resignation. 
to the College of Piping in Glasgow as director of piping. So Colin has been director of piping there for yeah, 15 months, and that's it, he's called it a day. He has cited other work commitments and volunteer commitments as the reasons for his brief tenure. So, yeah, <laughs> he's now stepped down because, yeah, this past week, Colin has been elected as chair of the Solo Piping Judges Association. So he had to make a call of judgment that his volunteering roles and everything was all kind of ramping up for him. So something had to give. So he's no longer the director of piping at the College of Piping. So, uh, not to mention he's, you know, the chair of the Solo Piping Association. And, uh, but yeah, he also runs his own business, pipereads.com. Uh, so he's an incredibly busy man, so we can understand why he's handed in his resignation. However, it's only 15 months in the role. really isn't that long. So he hasn't had much of a tenure there. So, yeah, it's disappointing at the same time. But anyway... The organisation has already commenced its search, however, for a replacement director. So the College of Piping in Glasgow was looking for somebody to fill the role and it is rumoured, or it is believed to be, Chris Armstrong. Yeah, current pipe major of Scottish Power, of course, and previous gold medal winner. It's going to be yeah, really interesting to see if Chris gets the job because apparently he was in for the job previously whenever he applied for it the first time around in August 2016. And apparently he narrowly missed out to Colin. So yeah, this could be a post sitting waiting for Chris. Who knows if Chris even has applied for the job? We don't know. We'll guess we'll wait and see. As if being a pipe major of a grade one pipe band is not enough, Chris... <laughs> could be the new director of piping at the College of Piping in Glasgow. Uh, yeah, I guess we'll have to wait and see. So at the minute, it's all rumour. And uh, yeah, is he, is he not, is he? I guess we'll have to wait and see as it all shakes down. But this is what makes the winter time so interesting. Whenever people change roles and make, get jobs and stuff, this is what it's all about. So watch this space. Chris Armstrong may well be the new director of piping. In the College of Piping, well, we're going to have to wait and see on that one. So, stay tuned. We hope to bring you that news if he, ever, if he does take the appointment, or indeed if it's someone else. Right. On BBC television here in Northern Ireland, I think I briefly mentioned it on last week's podcast, the television programme from Rafo to Red Square was on the TV. Now, for those of you who managed to see it here in Northern Ireland, or even in the UK, you were in for a treat. It really was an incredible show. They followed three members of Rafo and District Pipan as they made their journey all the way from Donegal to Moscow, there in sunny Russia. <laughs> so it was incredible to watch because, if anything, Victoria Catterson, I think, spoke really, really well on the show and voiced it in a way to kind of speak for the entire piping world, where she put it into words where just how amazing is it through blowing a set of bagpipes can take you around the world. Now, Victoria's a young woman, I have to be fair, she's very young and uh, hasn't been in the piping world for an incredibly long period of time, but she has had a length of experience. She's a champion drum major at many different championships and, yeah, she's been a piper with Rafoulin District and, yeah, I think, you know, she's well-travelled thanks to piping and drumming, so she can really appreciate how our music can travel. So it was interesting hearing her insight on the TV show, and if anything, I would urge you to go and check it out, because it's one for piping fans, definitely. It shows you just how our music can travel, and, yeah, the experience of it all, what what it's like, 
you know, the adrenaline rush to be able to play in front of thousands of people that possibly have never heard a pipe band before. So, an awesome documentary. I have to take my hat off to the guys at BBC Northern Ireland. They put together an incredible TV show and, yeah... Well done, everyone at BBC Northern Ireland. That was fantastic. If you did miss it, or even if you're listening internationally, try and check it out. It should be on the BBC iPlayer. I'm not sure if you can get it internationally or not, but I'm sure there are ways and means. The programme's title was From Rafaud to Red Square. It is definitely worth a look for piping fans. Right. I have to give a shout-out to Park Hall Pipe Band. Yeah, these guys are a non-competing pipe band. They're based on Park Hall area of Clydebank in Scotland. So they are. They are currently on the lookout for a drumming tutor. Yeah. Now, because they're a non-competitive pipe band, I think they find it possibly even more difficult to try and find someone to come and help them out. So they're looking for a drumming instructor to come teach them how to play and possibly up their game, with a view of hopefully hitting the competitive field. So if anyone out there in the Clydebank area, or even the Park Hall area, are interested, please get in contact with Park Hall Pipe Band. They're interested to hear from you. They really, really would like to see you come through the door to help them teach people how to drum. So there you go. Get in contact with them through their social media, of course, through their Facebook page, or indeed, if you want, you can get in contact with us on The Rab Show, And, yeah, ask us about Park Hall Pipe Band and we'll put you in contact. Now, the guys from the Las Vegas Pipe Band. (laughs) I seem to be talking about these guys quite a lot. But if you don't follow them on social media or on YouTube, you're missing a trick. Because these guys are awesome. They really know how to do social media. But, hey, the guys at the Las Vegas Pipe Band have done it again. They've released another vlog from their time spent here in Northern Ireland. This details the time that they have spent with Ballybreast Pipe Band whenever they were competing in Moira. So you get a real flavour for what competitions are like here in Northern Ireland. And the guys give a pretty interesting perspective, of course, coming from Las Vegas. So stuff that I would take for granted like the view and stuff like that these guys are talking about and pointing the camera going look at this so they also raise a few questions in their vlog as well namely the provision of beer tents at northern irish competitions it's something i've never really thought about but there is a good point there isn't any beer tents at northern ireland competitions Yeah, maybe that's a strange one. But that's for our domestic competitions. I think there are for major championships. I think the likes of the UK championships, there's a beer tent. And possibly the All-Ireland as well. I don't know, I could be wrong. But yeah, it raises an interesting question about the provision of beer tents. Because they had to go down the town. Basically, they had to walk away from the competition, leave all the piping and drumming behind them, and walk down the town to find the nearest bar. Have a few pints and then go back and enjoy the action. So, yeah, that raised a few questions. Also, at the end of their video, if you haven't checked the video out yet, I'm not going to spoil it, but they do raise a question as to how Uber works here in Northern Ireland. Just going to let that sink in there. Yeah, they raised the question as to how Uber works here in Northern Ireland. And I'll let it go at that. Go and check it out. The Las Vegas Pipe Band guys uploaded their recent vlog to their YouTube channel. It's pretty hilarious. It's well worth a look. Okay. Shots. And Dykehead Caledonia ran a junior competition this past weekend. Now, of course, everyone had been talking about it. And the event itself was huge. Oh, my God. It was massive. 
the field of competitors was just incredible. Now I'm talking, there was loads and loads of people taking part in this. The event was just massive. So I'm not going to sit here and read through every age group, every winner, because I would honestly be here for over an hour and a half, and I'm not going to want to bore you with it. But for full results of the competition, go and check out Shots and Dykehead Caledonia's website. All the results are all up there. But let's go some through some of them at least. Aged 15 and under, the best overall piper went to Andrew Ferguson. Well done, Andrew. Aged 18 and under, the best overall piper went to Finlay Cameron. And then Finlay, he won the best overall winner. There you go. So well done. With 16 events and grades and age groups in total, including snare drumming and tenor drumming, this event was nothing short of incredible. And I have to say, congratulations to everyone, to the competitors and also those of the organisers as well who ran this amazing event. I think by all accounts it was a roaring success um, because I think the place was packed out with competitors and spectators. So well done everyone there at the Shots Junior Competition. Can't wait till next year actually, it's going to be a good one. Right, more piping news. <sighs> trying to get it all squeezed in here. And what am I squeezed in? I'm not bound by time limits, but I, I am aware the piping news can rhyme on sometimes. Right. This is a big news story. Now, I'm leaning back. Did anybody hear my chair creak there? Did it? No, my chair's not creaking now. Ah, for goodness sake. Right. <laughs> the music board of the RSPBA met this past weekend. Yes, as the competition was happening there in shots... Yeah, the RSPBA Music Board were meeting again. And we have some more regradings. Yes, we have more regradings. Now, first off the back, I have to say, there's been such exciting news drop from a result of this. There's been a new band introduced to the competitive field. This is incredible! So yeah, McDonald Academy are graded at grade 4B and a spanking brand new band. Now that is awesome. I just, yeah, that's incredible. McDonald McDonald Memorial, I think as far as I'm aware, have been running a teaching program and this is a result of their teaching program. It's basically, yeah, they're entitled Academy. So it's like a stepping stone band for them, I think. So McDonald Academy, graded at grade 4B. Wow. Simply wow. I can't, yeah, unbelievable. It's great to see new bands join us in the competitive field. Cannot wait to hear what they're going to bring. Oh, I'm so excited. That's going to be awesome. Right. First of all, let's start about the downgrades. Yeah, there has been some people forced to move down as a result of their meeting at the weekend. Juvenile to Novice Juvenile A was Oban High School and George Watson's College. Now, both of these were on appeal. Of course, both bands were recently upgraded there following the meeting back in September, but both bands have appealed that decision and have now since been downgraded. So there you go. Moved on appeal. Black Raven Pipe Band, here from our course IPBA, the Irish Pipe Band Association, they have been downgraded. Yeah, this is a result of an IPBA grading change. And they were once graded for A, they're now graded for B. They've been moved down. So, uh, sad times of Black Raven. If anything, I remember competing, competing against them in my time at the Quinn Memorial. Uh, I have a lot of good friends of Black Raven. Very competitive band. And, yeah, I wish them well. This is a chance to rebuild guys of Black Raven. So, best of luck to you for the incoming season. 
Now, also, a pipe band that has been downgraded by request from grade 3A to grade 3B, Raffrey. Raffrey pipe bands. Now, this is by request. So, something's happened there. Whether they've lost personnel or something, or perhaps, I don't know, they didn't think they'd be able to cut it in grade 3A. But for whatever reason, Raffrey pipe band, ticking the downgrade back down to 3B. So, here we go. It's, yeah, it's par for the course. A chance to rebuild, perhaps. Now, also, this did come as not much of a shock, but I did think it happened a little early. Making the, the move from grade 2 to grade 3A, thanks to an IPBA grading change, Thiepville Memorial. Yeah, the grade 2 giants that are Thiepville have made the downgrade to grade 3A. Now... Thiepville have had it the hard. They've had it difficult this past while. You know, they've been finding it difficult getting numbers out for competitions through various different reasons. People with you know work commitments, education commitments, different things. And obviously Thiepville's travelling from quite a distance to some of the competitions as well. They've just had a difficult season. But Thiepville have always been a fantastic band. Sounded amazing. Always producing some big performances even though they had small numbers. So it's kind of sad to see that they've made the drop from grade 2 to grade 3A. I've always been a bit of a fan of Thiepville. Always loved their pipe core. I just always thought they had a really sweet sound. So now that they've moved to 3A, this could be, again, a chance to rebuild. You know, time to take stock and make another push and get back up into grade 2. So best of luck everyone there at Thiepville. Yeah, there we go. Here's hoping that the downgrade can help the band push forward. Right, time for the upgrades! Yay! Time for the good news. Okay, move it, making the jump from grade 4B to grade 4A, we have Davidson Mains and District. And that was by request, so it's been granted. You're up, boys. There you go. Elgin and District are also up to grade 4A, and that was by request as well. So, hey, regraded, up in 4A. Well done, Elgin. Now, Cullen have also been upgraded by the IPBA. That's because of a grading change. So there we go, Cullen is now up to grade 4A. So there you go, Davidson Mains, Elgin and District and Cullen all upgraded to 4A. Now, making the jump from grade 4A to grade 3B, Johnstone. And that's by request as well, so they've been granted it. So they're up in 3B. Now, this one had me incredibly interested. Bally Breast Pipe Band are making the jump from 3B to 3A. Now, I remember talking about this in September, whenever the gradings first came out. And Bally Breast was one of those bands that was, yeah, they were they were put down. Because, to be fair, Bally Breast did have a pretty, yeah, I'll be honest, they did have a pretty poor season. They didn't play too great and, yeah, find it pretty hard all season to find them. To find a steady a steady run of things. It seemed to be once they were building up to something and possibly winning some prizes all around them, then suddenly, yeah, they had a bad run. So, I don't know. Up and down, I suppose, with the season, I think you could describe it. But here we are. Ballybraced have appealed their downgrading decision and they will now remain in grade 3A. So, that is fantastic news, to be honest. The guys at Ballybraced have worked incredibly hard to maintain and also to try and improve. So, here they are in grade 3A. I wish them well because they're now going to be in along with the likes of Thiepville. So, wish you as well, guys. The power of the breast. <laughs> Is that what they say? So, like, you know, good luck 
uh, their body brace, so that'd be, yeah, grade 3A or weights. Also, making the jump to grade 2 from grade 3A, New Ross and District. There you go. Can't argue with that, to be honest. This is following an IPBA grading change, so of course, yeah, New Ross and District have had an incredible season there in Grade 3A. So, yeah, it's kind of par for the course that they haven't been moved already to Grade 2, in my opinion. New Ross had an amazing season this past year, and yeah, up in the Grade 2. So, best of luck, guys, in New Ross. Yeah, couldn't happen to nicer guys. Right. Have to give a special little plug to BBC Alba. Just when I was talking earlier about TV shows, BBC Alba released part one of their World Pipe Band Championship coverage last week. Well, this past week, they've done part two. And it was more of the same awesomeness. (laughs) Yeah, part one, of course, was just incredible, where you were able to watch all the performances from the opening rolls until the final note. And part two was exactly the same. It was just awesome zero commentary just a slight introduction to say that was bog hall here shots that was it or something like that just something really quick nothing that was like really long-winded and having an interview with like half of the band and talking about the weather and no it was all music it was incredible so bbc alba they know how to put together a show for us piping fans i tell you (laughs) right so there you go Go and check it out. Part 2 of BBC Alba's World Pipe Band Championship coverage is now available on the BBC iPlayer. I think even Part 1 is up there as well. So you can check out Part 1 and Part 2 so you'll have well over 2 hours worth of high quality bagpiping to watch. So yeah, I know the Worlds was a good while ago but you know, it's actually good to watch back on it. Especially now that we know the results. You know, it's kind of good to sit there like an armchair judge and go, yeah, okay, I would have placed them there. Wouldn't have put them there, maybe move them up or down. So, good fun. Right, people have been messaging in me uh, to the Rab Show Facebook page and to the Twitter account as well, asking about the National Youth Pipe Band of Scotland album. Yeah, we've mentioned this a couple of times, and before we finish piping news this week, I wanted to talk about it again. Yes, the National Youth Pipe Band, of course, they won Best Live Act this past year, with the Big Rab Show Awards, and they recorded it for an album entitled Thunderstruck. Uh, yeah, the amount of people messaging me saying, where's this album? Where is it? Where is it? I don't know, is the answer. The last update I got from the Pipe Major, actually, he told me that they're in the closing stages of mixing the album, and they hope to get it out soon. If anything, they hope to get it out before Christmas, so people can buy it as a Christmas gift. So, that's it. That's the latest I've heard. I've heard no more since. <laughs> so, there. for those of you messaging, messaging in, asking about the National Youth Pipe Band, I haven't heard anything more about, other than that. It's that they've nearly finished it and they're waiting to release it. Now, people have also asked about Shots and Dykehead, about whether they will be releasing their uh, big pre-Worlds concert, Rise, whether they will be releasing that as an album. I think, as far as I'm aware, they will be, but no details yet about the release. So... Yeah, watch this space, I guess. Uh, don't worry, you're tuned into the right place if you're going to want to find out when it's released because as soon as I even hear the slightest whisper, I'll be all over it. <laughs> I want a copy of that album, man. Anyway, right. Woo! Throw away my script. That's it for the piping news. <laughs> uh, time to draw a breath. Sometimes I do think that the piping news on this show does tick up a long portion of the show and... Yeah, I would like to know your opinion 
on the podcast, by the way. I think we're 40 plus episodes in now. It would be nice to know your opinion. I'm battling away here, doing my own thing, going through the news each week and then talking about a topic another week. I would like to know your opinion on the format. Or even if you would like something additional brought to the show or even to scrap something that you don't like. If you have any opinions on the show, please do let me know. Email me in bigrabshow at gmail.com. I would love to hear from you. Yeah, because you guys, this is the show for yous. I've said that from the very beginning. You know, we are the show for the piping folk. So you guys who are listening are the piping folk. So we are here to reflect what you guys want. So, yeah, if you have an opinion on the show, please do share it with us. Email us in. Let me know. And, yeah, we'll do our best to try and help. There we go. Right. Time for me. Let's go and get a cup of tea. It's time for the topic of the week. Looking to book more gigs? Or maybe you're just a busker looking for more work? House of Piping connects bagpipers with clients looking to hire. Member profiles include an image gallery, contact information, a link to your website, and audio-video recordings, all with full 30-day money-back guarantee. Visit houseofpiping.com forward slash bigrabshow for an exclusive membership discount. Again, that's houseofpiping.com forward slash bigrabshow and get piping. LoneStarPiper.com The little pipe and drum supply in the heart of Texas. Proud to be firefighter owned and operated. With 10 years in the industry, they are dedicated to providing friendly, professional, personalized service. Featuring many of the most popular brands for bagpipers and drummers, as well as custom kilts and highland wear. Feel free to shoot them an email with questions about custom orders or to get a quote for special pricing on larger orders at sales at LoneStarPiper.com. LoneStarPiper.com. Check them out. Hello, this is Fred Morrison and you're listening to The Big Rab Show. Pipe Band Hub, promoting the pipe band scene since 2011. For all your news, results and performances, follow them on Facebook, Twitter and with over 250 performances on their Audio Mac site to choose from, make the Pipe Band Hub your first choice online when you pick up your phone. Ah, there you go. That's our wonderful patrons there. Thanks a million guys for supporting us. And yes, if you out there, by the way, if you do want to support our show, please do check out our Patreon page and click that We Support button. And yes, those little run there of little tiny clips of little adverts and stuff telling people to go and check you out, that's part of the perks. You know, if you do want to support our show and you do check us out on Patreon, you too can have one of those special little mentions on the show. So there you go. If anything, they're not too irritating, I don't think, hopefully. If anything, they provide a good segue from what I'm about to discuss. Mm -hmm. This week, yeah, you've guessed it already by the topic, (laughs) the title of this podcast. The topic is a pretty controversial one. (laughs) Now, to be honest... Yeah, I'll introduce it first of all. Let's talk about sexism. Sexism in piping and drumming. (sighs) Wow, this is going to be a hotbed. Because let's just say, over this past few months, whenever I was asking people to suggest possible topics of the week, this was one of them. And it kept getting raised again 
and again and again. And the more times I've thought to myself, you know, I should really talk about this, the more times I've thought to myself, maybe I shouldn't, maybe it is too controversial. But you know what? The more I've thought about it, it isn't controversial at all. Okay, and I'll explain why. Sexism in pipe bands. There are people who completely believe that it exists. That it is a male-dominated medium and that it's for men only and women are not allowed. And, and yeah, it's like a, basically a big man's club. You know, a big boys club for the boys and no men or no girls allowed. Ugh, you can't play pipes, go away. Uh, <laughs> I'm laughing because it sounds so ludicrous. Because it really is ludicrous. Now, granted, I am very aware that a lot of the scene is male-dominated. I am a male. I am talking to you about piping and drumming. I'm aware of that. <laughs> so perhaps I'm coming from a sexist opinion, but I'm not really, to be honest. But yeah, there are those people who have messaged in the show and actually feel quite passionately about this, about open sexism in piping and drumming. Now, I, let's look at this. They have reasoned and said... That the most senior or most, I say senior, that makes them sound old, but most of the top solo players in the world are men. And they're the ones who are invited along to go and play the Glyphitic or the Gold Medal or, you know, these big events, and they're all men. They're judged by men, they're competed for, you know, by men, and who's winning the prizes? Men. Now, I am very aware that way back in the day, I'm talking maybe 40s and 50s, that there were women-only pipe bands. Yeah, now that was a thing. I don't know when this ceased to be the case, um, you know, when these women-oriented pipe bands finished, but I, in my time in piping and drumming, I have never known to be a band in existence to have a single sex rule. So if you were a man and you walked through the door of a female-only pipe band, would you be kicked out? Do you know what I mean? In my time, that doesn't exist. And still, today, in my time, I honestly don't think that sexism exists. And I'll explain why. Some of the most talented pipers and drummers that I know of are women. Now, bear with me. <laughs> I know some incredible female musicians. Looking at it just completely off the cuff, there's Lindsay McLaren, Megan Cannon, Jenny Hazard, Danny Miller from Simon Fraser. We have the Pipe Sergeant currently from Bog Hall. You know, we have Lee Lawson Irwin. He's an amazing snare drummer. Come on, there's just far too many. You know, we have Sarah Coyle as well from the Field Marshal. I, you know, right, I'm going to start offending people because I'm going to start missing out names. But there are loads of women competing in our top flight pipe bands. And they're not just filling up spaces. They're there competing and juking it out with the best of them. Now granted, in the solo scene, there may not be as many women competing. But trust me, they're there. You know what I mean? Now this does raise the question, however... Whenever I did think about sexism and pipe band and pipe bands and piping, does it exist? My own opinion is 
Sorry, no, it doesn't. And then people ask the question, well then, how come you watch the Glenfiddich at the weekend? There's no women there. Of course it's sexism. They don't let women in. Well, hmm. It's hard to argue. There are not many women competing at the top flight in the solo scene. And it's very true. So that made me ask the question, why? Now, for those of you tuning into the podcast hoping that I'm going to give you the answer to this question, uh, sorry, you're asking the wrong bloke. I honestly don't know. Now, I am aware that there are quite a number of real kick-ass female solo pipers and solo drummers out there. Some of them, as I would say, to quote a rabism as we call it, they would melt your face. <laughs> Some of these women are so incredible at what they do. You know, they rival the likes of the legend Gordon Duncan. You know, some of these incredible, incredible musicians. And, but yet we never see them playing in top flight events such as the Glymphitic or even in London or, you know, events like this. So this did raise the question with me. Simply, why? And to be honest, I don't know. I honestly don't know. If anything, I'll throw it out there to you guys. Perhaps you could tell me the reason why. Um, Because I'm at a loss. The more I've kind of looked at this, I really don't know. Now we have, like I've said before, we have women pipers, drummers, all over the piping world, competing at all levels, all grades, and being extremely successful. But yet the solo scene is something different. It's just odd. Even in the Celtic music scene, you know, of course we have the Pipe and Quine. You know, we have all these amazing pipers out there who are just rocking out, playing with all of these amazing Celtic and folk bands. And some of these women are getting are incredible. You know, the music they're producing is just second to none. So then it does make you think, well then, if they can do that on stage with a, a folk band or a Celtic rock band or whatever, why aren't they competing at being you know a solo piper or something you know what what gives about the solo scene why why are they not competing at that level i I don't know if anything whenever i looked at it i had to look close to home i was looking at my wife (laughs) because yeah whenever i first met my then to be wife my girlfriend back then she knew nothing of the piping world and unfortunately i dragged her into the piping world kicking and screaming I strapped a, a tenor drum on her and said, here you go, you're now a tenor drum, a tenor drummer. <laughs> and during her time, she played competitively as a tenor, drum, uh, tenor drummer. And then during her time, she also learned how to pipe. So, yeah, you know, she's quite pretty proficient in the piping world. She just hasn't played competitively since her early 20s. Because whenever we got married, we started having a family and all of that, you know, kids and a house and a mortgage and all that sort of stuff. My wife openly told me, I can't keep up with the pipe band stuff because there's too much stuff going on at home. And I said, well, well, you know, realistically, if I can keep doing it, you can keep doing it. You know what I mean? If I can still play competitively, you can too. But my wife... Honestly, mentally just wasn't in it. She said she couldn't dedicate the mental headspace to concentrate on raising kids plus playing in the band. And she gave it a lot of thought and eventually she decided, no, it has to be one or the other. So that was her decision. 
And fair enough. And if anything, this is following just a recent conversation I had with my wife. Whenever I said to her, I'm going to be talking about sexism and pipes and drum, piping and drumming. And her exact response was, oh, good luck with that. And I said, why? Is it really that bad? Because everyone I've spoke to about it, I've said, oh, God, Rob, don't talk about that. Oh, Jesus. And I'm like, what? <laughs> I didn't get it. I don't understand why people think it's such a hotbed of controversy. Because honestly, in my experience, there is no sexism. But I don't know. Perhaps I'm wrong. In all of my times, <laughs> over 30 odd years in the piping world, I don't know. Perhaps I've been completely blind to it all. I don't know. For me, the piping world has never had any barriers. Regardless whether you be male, female, young, old, disabled, fully abled, whatever. It doesn't matter. You know, whether you have blonde hair, black hair. <laughs> It doesn't matter. If you can blow a set of pipes and hit a drum, you're welcome. I think it was the instruction I got from the RSPBA. That, that's it. If you can do it, you're welcome. You know? So, as far as sexism goes, I'm not sure. Like, we were just talking about Thiepful Memorial there earlier. Their pipe major is a woman. Alison does an incredible job there at Thiepful and has raised them up from, you know, from the grade three days right the way up to the heights of grade two. And they were winning in grade two. You know, they were doing really fantastic work. And not forgetting, of course, there's Heather and Buckin, Buckin Peterson. What an incredible job she's doing there, that pipe band, you know. Um, I don't think she's pipe major, however, but I do know she has a large role to play in that band. Uh, but, yeah, you know, that band wouldn't be the same without her. <laughs> Now, it did raise the question, however, there's a lot of women who do play in the competitive field and do raise a family. You know, so my wife's excuse, that was her own individual decision. I can't really call it an excuse, that's terrible. But yeah, that was her sound reasoning and her decision to say, "Mm, you know, I need to step down from this. She was happy for me to continue, however, but yeah, she needed to mentally take that step back. So... Why or how are these women doing it? Are they completely so competitive that, you know, they need to win kind of thing? I don't know. Or do they just love what we do so much that they wouldn't dare dream of life without it? Because if anything, that's my experience. These women out there who are competing just love it and love what we do. And it's just the same as everyone else, you know. You do what you do because you love it. So... You know, if you have kids, family, all that sort of stuff, yeah, that all comes as part and parcel of being in pipe bands, you know? The kids and the family all come with you. So, I don't know. I guess it's down to the individual, you know, on your own individual decision and choice as to how, you know, if you continue competing or not. But, I also wanted to raise a bit of an interesting question. Now, this could be me being sexist. But I have noticed that especially in the top flight bands that most female people seem to gravitate towards the bass section or the midsection. Do you know what I mean? It seems to be the good majority of tenor drummers and even bass drummers too are all female. Have you noticed that? Yeah, like let's just look at the line up there for the Field Marshal Montgomery. That's a good lot of women in there. And even, of course, even in Inverary, a good lot of women there too. You know, all of our big top flight bands, a lot of their bass cores or midsections are made up of women. 
I'm not saying that's a bad thing. I'm just saying that it's kind of interesting. That this is kind of the section of the band that women like to gravitate towards. Now some people would argue that perhaps carrying a drum is kind of a heavy job. It's not easy, you know. Um, but hey, these women are up for it. So, And if anything, they're doing an awesome job. So I don't know. I just thought it was an interesting little kind of side note that, um, yeah, we do have our top flight pipers and amazing side drummers, but we also have what seems to be a bit of a gravitational pull towards the midsection. Just thought that was interesting. No idea why it's so popular, um, you know, with, with females and women. I, I just don't know, but it is, and it's a thing. There you go. Also, drum majoring used to be predominantly uh, female. From, from my perspective. Most drum majors in my time that I knew of that play competitively were mostly all women. However, that's all changing. Well, it has been changing this past, I don't know how many, 10, 20 years perhaps, Rab. You're really showing your age now, man. Uh, <laughs> you're so old. But yeah, our current senior drum major world champion is a bloke. Yeah. Jason Price. So... And of course, not forgetting, we have some amazing drum majors in their time. Uh, we had Mr. Brian Wilson, of course, MBE, incredible. Uh, just, uh, come on, far too many. Alistair Patterson, who's now currently a judge. We've got, ah, come on, I'm going to start naming drum majors who are blokes there. I'm going to start missing people out. Jason Pacquiao. See, I'm going to start forgetting people. Start fending everyone. But, yeah, I just, yeah, I thought it was interesting that drum majoring was kind of predominantly female Mid-sections and bands were also kind of predominantly female. It's just interesting. It seemed to be the piping and the drumming was left to the blokes. But that's not the case. Even as much as I'd like to raise that as an interesting side note, I kind of talk myself around and saying that it's not. It's not. You know, because they are pretty well mixed. So, for those of you out there who do believe that sexism exists in piping and drumming, I would argue against you and say, no it doesn't. It doesn't matter if you are a man, a woman, whatever. It doesn't matter if you can blow a set of pipes and hit a drum and make that amazing music, then you're welcome. You know, it doesn't matter at all. And I think that's the crux of it. You know, people believe that there is sexism in piping and drumming. I will wholeheartedly disagree with you. Sorry to you people who have been emailing in saying that I should talk about this big controversial topic and, you know, it'll raise a few eyebrows and possibly start a big wave in the piping world. And, you know, I don't think so. I honestly don't think there is sexism in piping and drumming. However, there's one thing that I can't really stand over. Uh, Yeah, and that's where my argument falls down and that's in the solo scene. Now... Don't get me wrong, I'm going to get people emailing me and saying, oh, what about this person, and what about this, and what about this? Yes, I know there are female solo pipers out there who are playing in the top flight and do sound incredible. And if anything, some of them could really hold a torch to, you know, <laughs> some of the amazing, you know, pipers we have now. You know, Roddy McLeod, Willie McCallum. You know, they could definitely juke it out with the best, you know? And I guess the question is, is why aren't they? I don't honestly know. And I don't know, perhaps I'm shooting myself in the foot. Maybe I am completely dancing on a landmine here. But uh, yeah, it's an interesting question. I don't know is the, the right answer. I'm not trying to, yeah, I'm not trying to start an argument. I'm not trying to start a fight or anything in case anyone tries to think I'm doing it on purpose. 
I honestly don't know. But the solo scene is, yeah, it's an interesting one. Will be one possibly we could discuss on a future podcast, perhaps. You guys can email me in your opinions. BigRabShow at gmail.com. Let me know. Do you think sexism exists in the world of piping and drumming? It may have been in the past, although, you know, with having single-sex pipe bands, because I am aware of, uh, you know, various different pipe bands. I forget the names of them now. Um, but they used to have, you know, women, pipes and drums kind of thing in the title. And, yeah, I knew that was a thing, and I knew that was all disbanded. And it's now, you know, bands are all really well mixed, if anything, regardless of what sex you are. As long as you can play a set of pipes or a drum, you're welcome. So, that's it. A controversial, possibly, <laughs> topic of the week this week. But one that I had been asked to talk about for quite a while. So, there you go, emailers. I hope you're happy. <laughs> I have danced on the landmine of sexism. And, yeah, I've asked a few questions of my own. I cannot propose to know all the answers. Yeah, if you guys have any answers for me, feel free. Email me in. I'd love to hear from you. And, yeah, if you have any thoughts on sexism, if you think it does exist, and that it is completely a boys' club, and, yeah, jobs for the just the men only, and no women allowed, and all that, I, yeah, which I don't think it is. But you can prove me wrong. If you think I, I'm, I'm wrong, I'm, yeah, I would love to hear from you. And, yeah, just love to know your opinion on the whole topic. Anyway, that's it. I'm out the door. Time for me to go. I've kept you for long enough. Thanks a million for tuning into the podcast this week. Each and every week we bring you all your latest piping news and views. So, yeah, be sure to subscribe to us on iTunes. Don't forget to follow us on Podbean. So, if as soon as we upload an episode each week, you will not miss it. You'll get a notification to say, Big Rabs, pull the finger out, got another one done. Don't forget, please check us out on Patreon. Every click of support really does matter. A big, big deal here on the show, especially now when 2018 is just around the corner and we're now putting preparations in place, looking towards the 2018 season, looking at what we have to do. So yeah, we're doing our best to up our quality, up our quantity, and yeah, through your support, through your you guys on Patreon, we will be able to bring you even more and better content rolling into 2018. Right, that's me. I can hear the opening rolls. I'll see you next week. Well, that's it for another Big Rap Show podcast. Many thanks to our sponsors, G1 Reads, raising the benchmark throughout all the grades. Winning 8 out of 9 possible world championship performances, G1 Reads are played by bands around the world, producing that quintessential tone. If you don't believe me, just listen to our current world champions in Verarian District. Until next time, guys, we'll see you right here on the Big Rap Show podcast. All the best.